Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I'm so happy to be home. I'm just so happy to be home. <laughs> Back to my familiar surroundings and my familiar habit habits and just, I'm just happy. <laughs> um, I, I came home to all of these, um, like a whole bunch of stuff got condensed into, but I was so excited. I have something else that I'm, an event that is coming up. So I'm trying to prepare for this event and I, I had bought some things and I came home and tried them on and, and one of them, like my favorite company too, this is the second thing that I've bought recently that I have returned. It's crazy. But it came and it and it's like it's like I would be wearing a scarf. I mean, it's a dark scarf, but like I, I just could not believe the fabric. I mean, honestly, and I I'm, I'm sending it back and um I have bought a pair of shorts. <laughs> that after all of my whining and dining over the last <laughs> month, actually, um, I didn't fit into it, these shorts. So I took them back. I've already taken them back. But I um, I just, uh, you know, it's so interesting. I had gone out to see this, this lady at, she is a very dear friend of mine. I've known her for um, about 20 years. Mm, yeah, 18 years I've known her. Um, 19. I... <laughs> our, so she, she actually takes care of her granddaughter. And I met her when... Our kids went to school together. My daughter was going to the school, and I remember sitting in the office one day, and in walked this this lady and this little girl that she was absolutely precious, just precious. And I and I um, she was like my fifth child I used to call her my fifth child because she did so much with us uh when I was with I was I eventually did get married to um this person and she was with us a lot like we took this child on vacations and everything uh so she's really dear to me and she pops into town she ended up moving and she pops into town and 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 I have been having so much fun with her. I'm just so last night I went and picked her up and we ended up going out to eat, which is you know, I needed to wine and dine again. Only this this was like a margarita and <laughs> and taco and <laughs> not whining and dining but anyway um but this kind of kind of brings me to what I really want to talk about so she actually lives in Washington state and she had had you know she has been offering for me to come live with them for a while now she has been offering me that option to come stay in her house. And she lives in a part of Washington that I really, honestly, I wasn't that interested in. And, but it would be nice to know someone, firstly. And um, I would save, you know, money. I mean, I would, I would pay her to stay in her, her home. But it would be a lot less money than me staying somewhere else. And so that has been an option. And we, we got to talking and 
she said that she told me that she is hearing that if more people don't get vaccinated, they're going to do another lockdown in Washington State in November. Now, this is another thing that I am finding just really interesting. So she did get, she got, she told me she got the Johnson and Johnson and, and that I think she said the Johnson and Johnson. Well, anyway, she told me she got whatever vaccination was only one shot. She got that shot. And then she got COVID. She didn't get it like back to back. She didn't get the shot and then get COVID really close to the shot. But she did indeed get COVID. And so did her husband who got the shot. And then she started telling me about friends they got the shot and ended up getting COVID twice. Not even just once, but twice. And then they did that thing that I've talked about where, oh, well, you might have died had you not gotten the shot. You might have died of COVID if you had not gotten the shot. And now they are actually asking her to get a chest x-ray saying that she you know, there's a chance that that it affects the lungs. And they want to make sure that her lungs are clear. And all of this, all of this just makes you pause, doesn't it? Like, what the hell is this? There is so much information on both sides. And... And I'm, I tend to be one that's not really willing to listen to people who are really on the outside of this bell curve on this thing. So the outliers who are, you know, in the 10% on either side, I don't think I'm willing. If they're militant on either side, it's like I'm not even going to entertain it. But... It's the weirdest thing. <clears throat> and I have talked about this ever since this COVID madness that, I mean, I tend to run liberal. My, my politics, my, my ideas, I, I tend to be one who believes more in the government if, if we're going to have a government, I tend to be one who would believe more in policies that are good for everyone, you know, or, or I believe in, in one payer universal health care. I really do. I think it's a much better system than what we have. What we have, I think is, is just It is, it is ridiculous. And people, you know, I I think that it is all run on people being sick. There's no point in people being well. Uh, And so I, I don't really believe in our system, healthcare system whatsoever. In fact, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I would say I may be one of the outliers on that issue. Like I, <clears throat> I, I would, if I were bleeding, which I have, I have, I have had something happen one time and I had to go to the hospital and had to be sewed up. Um, or, you know, I, I had appendicitis and I had to get my appendix removed, but, <clears throat> and so I'm that one that would just, you know, allow myself or my family member to just die. Let's just pray and have you die. (coughs) I mean, it's God's will, right? Excuse me. (coughs) 
<coughs> I'm not a Christian science, which I'm not saying Christian sciences believe that. But I do, I do, and I just really feel like, you know, like sometimes I think that there are, well, like I'll give you another example from my friend that I, that I tacoed and margaritaed with yesterday. <laughs> she was telling me that she had seen this orthopedic surgeon. She's, she's, she's a, she's old enough to be my mother. Which I was actually surprised about. I thought she was at least 10 years younger than what she is. She's about my mother's age. And so her body is, you know, she's having all of these issues. And this orthopedic surgeon wanted to do a surgery on both of her shoulders. He wanted one at a time. They, You know, he suggested surgery and thank God, you know, that the, my friend is, is mindful enough to say, okay, well, you know, I don't think that's something that I'm, I'm going to do. And she didn't. She ended up going to the Mayo Clinic and getting officially diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And she has been getting these, she calls them her, her, her arthritis shots. She's been getting these these shots for that, and she is better. She she was telling me that she was not able to, like, go to the bathroom. She could not stand up from the toilet. She couldn't walk. She was like bedridden. She was very very ill. And, and these doctors were like saying this and that. She got these wretched horrible shots in her knees um and I mean she's just been through it but but we were discussing about how they um you know it's per per surgery I mean that's what they do and so a lot of times they do they recommend surgery but I had the unfortunate joy of having an autoimmune disorder where I had a a doctor just tell me there's nothing we can do for you. There's like, yeah, your 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 labs are wonky, but there's no medicine. There's nothing for you. Oh, and and just you know, while you're walking out the door, you your diet isn't doing anything, which I already knew was hogwash, but his attitude toward me, like I never went back to him or any other endocrinologist again, not to say that I wouldn't, if I really uh, felt like I needed to see someone. I had an absolutely fabulous endocrinologist before. So I trying to think. I can't even remember what year it is. I don't know why I'm so hooked on years. It was probably uh, (laughs) 2007-ish when my body just had the weirdest thing. I mean, it was was bizarre. I, I was having all these really weird symptoms. Like, I, if I walked up a flight of stairs, my heart was just boom, 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 boom. I mean, it was just pounding out of my chest. Um, I was having these sweats. Like, and it was like October, like where I live. Like, it was starting to cool off. And I'm having these like horrible sweats. I was in really bad shape. And... I go to see my regular doctor. I, well, I call up and I'm like, you know, I just, I'm having these really weird symptoms and and they do an EKG on me and, and then they end up, the doctor had done a rotation, thank God, in endocrinology and he said, I think you need to see, I think something's going on with your thyroid. So they sent the labs to this endocrinologist and she called me they called me and 
scheduled me as soon as humanly possible because my these labs were supposed to be and they were like in the 900s I mean I'm and and I had hyperthyroidism so my thyroid was like working overtime way overtime so my body was just whacked and so they ended up putting me on this anti anti-thyroid medication and I was on that until I was taking that medication until like 2013 which was the same time that I that I for the last time weaned myself off of an antidepressant this was also the doctor this doctor also prescribed me Paxil I had gone into his office one day I, not that I had not taken antidepressants before but um he said, oh, I was weepy one day. I mean, like, I mean, it's like kind of like, just imagine that. That this is what we do to people. You know, if they're feeling a little weepy one day, oh, here, take this pill. It'll make you feel better. And, and what they don't tell you is, is that this this medication, you will be taking it for the rest of your life because your chances of getting off of this medication are so small. I mean, I, I, but I'm a very, very tenacious person, I guess. And I, so I, and I just kept, I was just sick. Don't know how to describe it, but I was just sick in my body. I was really sick for a very long time. And the and the Paxil actually matched masked my illness. It masked it, but I kept taking this antithyroid medication and I wasn't always getting my labs taken. So I mean if you can imagine like I'm just off. And so I quit taking the, the, I, well, I quit taking my Paxil that I can't, and I can't tell, and I didn't do that cold turkey, by the way. I weaned myself off that stuff for nine months. And I was only taking 10 milligrams to start out with. But it took me nine months to actually effectively wean myself off of Paxil. And tenaciousness. I am talking I was, um, it's like, it's like such a miracle that I was able to do that. And I was really sick. I was really, really sick. I talk about my, to my mom about that now. And she told me, she said, Jamie, that stuff gets in your bones. And that's why, that's why it, I was, I was so incredibly ill. And, uh, I mean, the initial, I don't know what's worse, the initial um, withdrawals. It, I have heard that it is similar to getting off of like an opiate. <laughs> so there I was. I mean, I was just, I'd be just vomiting and like these sweats that I don't know how to describe. Like I'm freezing and I'm sweating and my body was just so like whacked out. <clears throat> and so I had tried to get off of it several times before, but I not, had not been able to get off at this time I was. And I had gone to, because I was so sick, y'all. I was so sick. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe. I really thought, I, I well, this is it. I'm going to die. But I will tell you this. I had never wanted to live more. Like it was like the weirdest thing. I felt so bad and so horrible. But I had never like in my life like honored my life or wanted to live wanted to be happy, believed in my own 
that I could have my life be different. I believed in it enough that even in the moment that I was feeling so awful, what kept me going was the belief that someday I wouldn't feel awful. And I did this thing that was like very interesting where even the most minuscule improvement I latched onto. And I would just milk that minuscule improvement. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things with the antidepressants that, like, you know, it's so interesting that something that is meant for good, that I think may have initially meant be meant for good, turns out to not be meant for good. So, okay, so coming back to my topic of this, this shot and COVID and more lockdowns, what it, what it actually started to come to me, and I, I don't know history very well, I'm just going to say that, and I don't know that I really feel like studying the Holocaust, I just, I, I don't know that I want to sit down and like really do a lot of evaluation, but I'm going to make a general broad, and I'm not sure about this. So forgive me if I'm not sure about this, but I'm going to guess that the Jews were liberal or maybe more liberal than what they call the Nazis. The Nazis kind of seem more conservative to me. But I could be wrong. So what's happening today is what I'm seeing. So I tend to run more liberal. And I, and I was stating the reason why I, I run more liberal is that I believe more in their policies. And I, then I got off on this tangent about health care. And, and, and so this has been kind of a, a interesting time for me personally, where I, I realize how moderate I am. I'm not like an outlier. I am, I'm a whole lot more moderate than I actually would have ever believed that I was. And I am in a divide with my party on this issue. And I'm actually astonished that that liberals who I believe to be and, and please forgive me because these are just broad. I mean, I'm ta- I'm talking about this and my dad was a conservative. Okay, my dad was an incredibly intelligent person. And so, but I, I tend to think of liberals more as, as being a little bit more free thinking. <clears throat> okay, and I'm sorry, I know these are judgments, which I try to stay away from, but, and so I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, and they want to say, well, I believe in science. Okay, so... My liberal friends who, you know, I perceive to be very intelligent, not that my conservative friends aren't either, but I'm, you know, my liberal friends, very intelligent. I believe in science. So they believe in the science of this vaccine. And they, they actually trust their government. So they didn't trust the the Trump era, but now, you know, now that Biden's and they trust him. And <laughs> and and so what is ending up happening is is that is that 
it's going to be blue states and red states. And even though Arizona went blue, and, and, and you know, it's so interesting. I, I was in a store last weekend. I'm in this store, and they get to talking about this audit. The, they, there has been this big audit that has come into Arizona and is they are doing this secret audit that people, a lot of people don't even know that this is happening. And, and they, they, yeah, I guess he's part of some kind of audit committee and, and they're all talking and I'm sitting there thinking, it is really, really important in, it's not like the best thing for them to be talking about politics while I'm there. They might have all agreed on their politics, but I didn't agree with what they were saying. I just think that there was a whole hell of a lot of people in Arizona that did not want Donald Trump. It, it, this place seems, but there are a whole lot of, uh, of people, and I think that there was a great big push on, like, say, the tribal lands to get people. Um, they started to use, actually, conservative tactics to get people registered to vote and get them to the polling to connect them with a ballot. And so I think you had a lot of minorities in Arizona who came out to vote. But anyway, Doug Ducey is a huge Trump supporter. That guy, I do not like him. I'm sorry, I know that we're, I'm supposed to, you know, be all spiritual and love everyone. And it's not that I don't love him. I just don't like his politics. I don't. I generally don't like this guy's politics. Like, I, when Trump was, I say, seemingly elected, and I and I make jokes about it because I don't even know that that was, like, a proper election. I, I'm just gonna say that, I I don't know what happened in that election. But I do know that there was a huge campaign and and a lot of tactics to get that guy elected. And so that had started during Obama's administration. I mean, I think that the Obama that Obama just really lit a fire under a lot of people. And um and so yeah, so there's this deal going, there's this, like, audit of the, but Doug Ducey, okay, I forgot what I was going to say. So, so Trump gets elected, and then the worst of all of his cabinet members was Betsy DeVos. She was terrible. Terrible. Betsy DeVos is a fundamentalist Christian who owns, they own a company. They are billionaires. She and her husband are billionaires. There's something having to do with Amco that, but they are part of all of these loans, college loans that are bilking, you know, the, the cost of a house, like literally the cost of a house to, to, um, to young people in our country. So they, they, they will be in debt, you know, and I've been hearing now, like, it's like perfect. Because they get a workforce that that these people are emboldened to get a job because they have their student loans to pay off. Not only are they living to 
are, are not only are they working to live, but they're also working to pay off these these student loans are like in a mountain of debt. We're talking hundreds of thousands, like $100,000 in debt. She's part of that. Okay, she was completely and wholly unqualified. And she did this thing in um, this voucher system. Okay, so understanding this voucher system she wanted her little private education like like people her in her social systems who were paying a mountain of money for their child to go to get a private education she wanted taxpayers to be paying for that that's what this voucher system had to do with and nothing else. And and as much as people want to complain about our our you know about it's how it's teaching children, everything has you know about conformity in the workforce and all of this and that. My child, my children learned how to read and write. They had the opportunity to get an education. And I, I'm just going to leave it there because I, I don't know, like I'm in agreement that I don't know that our, our systems need to be revamped and need to be rethought of. I'm not, that's not what I'm arguing about, but I am arguing about Betsy DeVos in particular because she really bothered me. Yeah, so she wanted she wanted the taxpayers money to be paying for all of these Christians um for a Christian education. This Christian education like actually that actually doesn't believe in science. Which is so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, they don't believe in science. And now, now I'm I'm getting off on my logic here. Sorry about that. Because it would be the liberals who would say that they believe in science. Okay. Which I actually, I actually kind of resent. I kind of resent that that they have have taken over that they are the party of science. And kind of weaponized even that word. That if I have any doubt about the injection of some fluid. That I don't know what it is into my body. And they've made all of these things about. Yeah, you'll drink a Diet Coke. You don't know what it is in a Diet Coke. You know. I mean, there may be some truth to that. But anyway, back to Betsy DeVos. So, what was the first state that Betsy DeVos came to visit, and it was Arizona? Doug Ducey invited her here. Let's talk about this voucher system that I don't even know if it actually went anywhere here. I, I don't know how it went down, but I he just bothers me so much, Doug Ducey. But anyway... But one good thing about him, in my opinion, is is that he is making it. He had just signed a, a something, a bill or something that they will not be able to make it. It will be unlawful to require a vaccination for employment in this state. And so while Washington is going to, if people don't get a vaccine, we're going to, we're going to shut down again to, to Arizona, where it is going to be illegal for you to, for an employer to deny you employment because of the vaccine. So what I'm seeing is this is going down to red states and blue states. 
And so our country is being divided up into these red states and blue states. And, and the blue state, and, and I don't under, I don't think that, that, that they understand how militant this really is. Like the state of Washington and, and, people and their jobs and their livelihoods and businesses and forcing this shutdown. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. And, and they do this all in the name of, of, of health. And there's so much fear out and, but they're, they're like trying to say that, um, but we're just trying to keep you healthy. And so go out and get your vaccination. When I don't even know how many people who have gotten their vaccination have, have gotten, like, I don't know statistically, but I do know that my friend last night that I went out with got the vaccine <laughs> and did get COVID. And you know, it's just like the weirdest times, my friends, like, you know, and I'm learning that it's not really the Republican party that I don't like. However, I will tell you, there are some Republican politicians that I absolutely dislike. I just, I just dislike them so much. It just, um, but, but I don't know that it's necessarily the party that I don't like. Uh, and you know, and some conservatives that I don't like, I agree with them. I agree with them about what is happening right now in our country. And I love science. But I don't trust my government. I just don't. Especially this government. This government that, you know, I mean, one of the biggest debacles and ridiculousness of the Obama administration was Obamacare. It was the biggest, like, sham it was it was so stupid what they did and so like making the mandate that we had to get health care and and then more insurance company and like what ended up happening was it was like the survival of the fittest and so it was like etna took over Arizona. So you either got Edna or you got government insurance. And they did have like a buy-in to the government. Like, but, but, and, and honestly, I looked into, to like these insurance companies, these insurance, um, policies and they, you know, like a $7,000 deductible, so you're paying like a hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a month for your insurance, but your your deductible is nine thousand dollars, <laughs> and you still have to pay all these copays when you go. I mean, it's like it's not it it's it's terrible insurance, and so and so the insurance companies getting it doubly right. I don't even know what they pay for, if you want to know the truth. Like, my friend, she had she had to go to the emergency room. She had to get surgery on her wrist. And $10,000 deductible right out the door. Your average American does not have $10,000 in savings to hand over. And that's just one year. Of deductible.
And so I, and I just, I just thought it was just, I, I, I mean, I wanted single payer. I wanted universal health care. I wanted a government that was similar to like England or Canada or France or Germany where they actually take care of their people, that they they have maternity leave, paternity leave, they have more vacation, they um they don't have to worry if they get sick. And they they may even I think in Canada you do pay you have higher taxes and you may pay some premiums. I'm not entirely sure, but they have so much better health care systems than we do. And like people want to argue that they all, all have all their, you know, oh, but you get bumped out. You, you know, you, all this stuff about it. But I think a lot of the people in Canada are much happier with their system than the people in the U.S., So a lot of people in the U.S. who get very, very sick and will not go to the hospital. Will not seek medical care because of this. And so, (laughs) how did I get off on this tangent? Because I was talking about Obama and, and I just, I felt very, very duped by him. There was a couple things. It was that and then also Monsanto. And it turns out that Biden is is in bed with Monsanto, too. And I don't think people understand how horrible that company is. I mean, they they are poisoning us. They started putting um, systemic pesticides. So they started, you know, science. This is why I love, you know, when people say science. Because I love science, too. And science created the atomic bomb. Science created systemic pesticides, which were killing off the bees. Well, what do you think it's doing to us? That there is poison in the seed of that which we we are eating. What do you think that's doing to us? And it's and it's a, it's a win-win for all of them because it's making us sick and then you have to see the doctor and then you got to go get your pharmacy, got to go get your drugs. Yes, yeah, oh god, yeah, she's one of those. She's a science denier. She's a she's a anti-vaxer. She's a, you know, she's one of those. And so so I am like in this very very weird spot politically but it doesn't really matter so much my politics as it does how that plays out in the US right now and that I would rather actually be in a red state than a blue state right now because I don't believe in what is going to happen that they're going to to lock down again and I don't know what the hell they've come out with this like variant so now there's this this you know delta and it's more deadly and blah 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 and you know I mean all these fear tactics (laughs) do you remember like after 9-11 for years it seems like a really long time Every single day on the news, because at the time I was, I was married to a, I didn't know, when I met him, he told me that he was apolitical. I said, I'm not political, but then being with me, I guess, made him political, and he was a conservative, and so... And he watched a lot of Fox News. I'm just saying. Let me just put that out there. Every single day, there there was, you know, Fox News was playing on our, our uh, TV screen. You know, it's so interesting. How did I make it through that? 
with my own thoughts because it is it is it is a way of brainwashing people to sit for hours and watch Fox News. My mother's on the opposite. She sits for hours and watches MSNBC. But it's brainwashing nonetheless. Whatever politics or whatever side you want to be on. But anyway, so so I was really and you know and I started to notice that as I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, you know, this is all speculation. That's all they do all day long is speculate. They just speculate on stuff all day long. It's like none of it amounts to much of anything. You know, it's like, <laughs> but um, there was some reason, why was I mentioning? Um, oh, I can't even remember. It had something to do with, with, um, with Obama. And, but, so... <laughs> anyway, I guess maybe what I'm saying is I think that we're we're going to have to keep our our minds open during this time. And not just oh, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. So on Fox News after 9/11, every single day there was this little like part of of the screen that would give a color for the terror it was like a terror alert for possible a terrorist attack in the US i'm talking for years like so every single time you turned on Fox News there was this little it was like a little rectangle that said terror like what is the terror risk today and it was either yellow or or I don't remember ever being green but yellow red god knows what colors they were I I don't remember I just remember that it was there You should be very, very afraid. And that was the that was like a huge whatever. And then this happened again. I'm sorry I'm a little all over the place today, but I was like this thing in in Miami where this building collapsed. I mean, honestly, if you watch the footage it 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 play it looks like a demolition i mean it really does i i, I do buildings actually fall that way you know and then they're trying to say that it was because the and it could be it could be partly that but yeah it fell because it was in disrepair okay yeah that's one reason But it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> so basically, we trust no one, and we are being, we're just all being played all the time. <laughs> by by whoever really wants to play us. It's just such weird times, and this has probably been going on forever. I mean, you like think about about Kennedy being shot and Abraham Lincoln and <laughs> there's been conspiracy <laughs> since beginning the beginning of I guess time has there is there a beginning of time I mean even time as a as a you know like I, I got this notion. I started to understand the time that there really is no th such thing as time as we think of time. But 
and that actual all timelines could be could be running parallel to each other for all eternity like and so it's like seeming like they're in these consecutive orders but are they or all they are they all all possibilities are playing at at the same moment to all eternity <clears throat> how did i get on the topic of time i'm sorry y'all i don't know if i'm actually going to publish this i'm a little bit more all all over the place than i even normally am <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that that Washington state the the they they're stating that they are going to if more people are not immunized they are going to lock down in in November and it's like I don't want to say I I don't know what's happening. I mean, I wouldn't be one that would say there is no COVID. There's just absolutely no COVID. Like some, like David Ike would say. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't be speaking for him, but I think I've actually even heard him say that he doesn't believe that there is such a virus. You know, and that people are actually dying of something else, and they're calling it this COVID, um, this Delta variant. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like they'll have this, you know, this little thing on the, the news, you know, the COVID risk is high today, you know, yeah, and now you have this new variant that's just more deadly, conceivably more deadly than the other. And it's all, I don't know. I just, just don't even know what to think in all actuality. And then you've got your, your people who believe that they're trying to do population control and they're trying to make young people, um, sterile you know our young people we have a whole generation of people who'd never become grandparents <laughs> because their children were immunized and now they're sterile I I, I wanted to share something though that I, I think is interesting for me personally and and I don't know if any of this is true I, I I consider I consider stuff I consider it and and I sort of just leave it out there and just sort of see what builds as far as like if I start seeing this like if there's any truth to it um but there has been this you know these more conspiracy theories that somehow people who are not vaccinated could be affected by people who are. And this did make me wonder, like, I had this, like, really weird thought about, like, actually having sex with somebody who had been vaccinated. Now, that brings it to a whole new level. Like, like if you if like a, a man has sex with a woman who's been immunized or a woman has sex with a man or you know or two men or whatever people having sex with each other who are in that much contact that much body contact and are sharing body fluids and if that would affect the non-vaccinated person because i had heard that the people who actually manufactured, like, they are hoping that it will affect people who are not vaccinated. And somehow this understanding, but it sort of makes sense. Like, we are made out of energy. 
And there really is no separation between us to all eternity, actually. And so when we're, when we are, are, so I was sitting there, I was thinking about, I was in this room full of people who I didn't know who was vaccinated and who wasn't vaccinated, but we were all forced to wear a mask the entire time, except when we were eating and drinking during this, this training that I just had. And the person who was, was actually heading, like doing the training is from Oregon and she is vaccinated and her kids are vaccinated and she believes in the science. And I was sitting there wondering if part of why I felt so off this week was because I was sitting in this room in this proximity of people who had been vaccinated. Because they, like one thing that has been interesting to me is the vaccine itself just sounds incredibly harsh. Something about it affecting your DNA and it being a spike protein. And a spike protein does not sound good to me. The spike protein that would, that, I don't know, there's something about it that is really concerning to me. And so, and I happen to be a person who for better or worse, I'm incredibly sensitive and always have been. I don't get sick a lot, though. I'm just going to say that I I take pretty good care of myself. But I don't know what's going on with that. And so like this, this being in a, in a room or being around and... <laughs> It's a it's 4th of July weekend in the town that I live in and it is going to be madness here. I think it's even going to be worse than normal. Uh because of just everything going on this place is just going to be inundated with people and I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I make jokes but they have this parade, the 4th of July parade. You know, this is a very Republican, um, patriotic place. And like everything is like the bursting in this red, white, and blue. And it's not that I, I absolutely love the whole thought of democracy. I absolutely love the American flag. I really do. I think it's an absolutely gorgeous flag. And I love the idea for the people, by the people, um, the idea that we vote on things and that we have three branches of government, checks and balances, all the ideology of it all. and But the actuality of it is, is not exactly perfect. It doesn't seem like we've, we've evolved to be the democracy that I believe the founding fathers were probably looking for. Maybe I've idealized them. But I don't know. It feels, if I just wish that, and, and so I'm starting with myself. I'm starting with myself and and learning a new way of thinking about money, a new way of thinking about my life and what I want to do and how I want to spend my time. And, and the idea of freedom. And I think freedom is, is really the driving force in, in my own life. The freedom to be able to do what I want. The freedom to be able to 
do what I want and what come like how that comes about and and uh and uh, what I've talked about just and I I actually ran out of time on this podcast and so I'm doing this really quick uh because I didn't want to end the podcast the way it had ended so yes I'm I'm hoping that we would move into a new way of being in our lives that is more based on freedom to actually live and enjoy our lives than it is to to be just worker bees for a system but that's for another pod podcast anyway i appreciate y'all listening and i will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap